This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is June 23rd, 2021. As always, I am joined by my co-host, that way, Luke Sylvia, you're watching on YouTube in the stream. Luke, what it do? Uh, I, it, <laughs> well, we uh, well, we know, you know, it happened. Um, you know, we we just wasted. You know, I don't know if we wasted, but there was you know two months of our lives where you and I were saying, man, June twenty second, man, can't come fast enough. Now I just wish I had a warning label on june 22nd i wish i would have woken up this morning it would have been on my calendar don't get your hopes up and i should have seen it coming right like i should have seen it coming we had a 14 percent chance jonathan and 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 i had already started talking myself into how dumb it is that luck can change our whole franchise for the the whole trajectory you get a play player like Cade cunningham and it's all luck you got a 14 percent chance that's it. Yes, you're tied with everybody else. You know, the top other two teams are the worst records in the league. But everybody behind you is playing the same lottery. They got worse chances, but there's so many teams, it doesn't matter. Anybody can get it. It's the lottery on steroids, and the Magic lost the lottery. All right. Before we get to the bad stuff, I wanted to cover the good stuff from tonight. Yeah, because- please, please, please. The vibes tonight, all day, honestly, were immaculate. Like mm. Orlando Magic Twitter, Facebook, like Instagram, just all over social media, Reddit, all those pages. The positivity was at an all-time high today. Everybody had such good feelings heading in tonight. So I just wanted to, first of all, thank you to everybody that came out to the watch party, you know, in Orlando at Harry Buffalo, or if you, you know, joined us during the live stream. It was just way too many people to to mention but Dante Marcatelli came out Dan Savage from orlandomagic.com that we had on the podcast a couple weeks ago he came out Tony Quinn who works for the social media team and um, does a lot of the graphic design for the Orlando Magic he came out that was incredible Adam Papa Giorgio came out um, it's Jesus Colon who's watching the stream he came out uh, Jonathan Z came out. There's just so many people that I've talked to over and over and over on, on Twitter. And we've interacted with on Twitter the last couple of years and everybody, you know, came out and, you know, supported and it was just dope to have everybody there. I wasn't really sure when we started to put this together, what the turnout was going to be, but mm-hmm. bro, when I tell you like from the first pick warriors, getting the 14th pick place was going crazy. 14th pick meant absolutely nothing to us. There was <laughs> no way the bulls were going to finish that low. There's no way the Magic were going to finish that low, but from the jump, the place was just on fire. Yeah, I was so Jonathan. Obviously, you and I haven't spoken. Uh, you and I, you know, obviously, me, you, and Kevin Tucker, who has recently Kevin, came on as a content you, Kevin. contributor. I, I can't, I can't believe I didn't mention Kevin. Like Kevin. So yeah, Kevin. Kevin came down from another state and brought Literally. his whole family so that he could attend this. And he has been with the six man show for what, all of three weeks, maybe. I don't even know. Yeah, Kevin will probably correct maybe. me, but um, 
So that's incredible. But, you know, you and I haven't, you, we, we worked on this. We, you know, you were in t- contact with the Harry Buffalo uh, shout out Lucas Weiland. He was uh, yes, one of the guys Lucas on Twitter Weiland. who helped set that up for us. So, um, you know, we haven't gotten to talk about this part because we had over a hundred RSVP. Yes. That they were coming. Right. So, um, I wanted to ask you because I genuinely have no idea. I, I saw some videos. Um, Dante posted one. You posted one. Some other people shared it on Instagram. Um, and I was trying to like, you know, just pause the video, count, pause the video, count. I was like, there had to have been at least 50 people there. Do you think that there was more than, than 50 or where do you think it that was, we it landed was at? Thick. There was 50 just on the upstairs with us. which And I saw there's people downstairs. Yeah, there was. There was probably close. I want to say like 80, 90. Like it was yeah. pretty thick. You know what I right. mean? And everybody was so cool. Like I was just texting with with Jesus, who I, who I mentioned. The vibes were immaculate. Everybody mm. was so cool. Everybody like was like coming up and showing love. And, you know, thanks for putting this together. And thanks for doing the podcast and just, you know, introducing themselves. And again, yeah. it was so dope to like meet all of these people that you talk to on a regular basis. Right. And put like names to Twitter accounts. Like, hey, man. Nice to meet yeah. you. Like, what's your name? Okay, what's your name on Twitter? And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> now I know who yeah, you are. Yeah, no, that's but. the crazy. That's the craziest part of it all, Jonathan, is like you and I have talked about this so many times, just how cool it would be. Um, you know, this is the closest we've gotten to it, but how cool it would be to record an episode live. You know, me being in Florida, us like renting out a space, doing an episode live with people there watching, whatever. And, you know, you we, we see the numbers. We see how many listeners we have every week. And, and, and it's a good amount of you, right? And so for us to, to think about all those people in one room. And tonight was really the first chance to, for you to get that and to you experience that. So I'm glad you got to experience that because you put so much into the show for the last uh, few years now, and to finally get to, you know, meet people that listen that you haven't gotten to meet yet. Um, the magic Twitter community is truly one of a kind. And I mean that in, in every way possible. <laughs> um, and, and so for you to get to meet a lot of those guys that, and girls that have um, listened to the show for so long, um, I, I think that's that's really awesome. And I'm saying all this because these this is the positive stuff. Okay. This is the stuff that Jonathan and I we're haven't gotten to, to talk about yet. Stuff. We're we're gonna get to every hypothetical possible here in probably what the next you know 45 minutes to an hour or so. Um so so yeah, I, I just kind of wanted to highlight that, you know, how cool it was that that you got to see a lot of those guys and girls and and Kevin the same, um, and, and kind of getting to see the impact that he's already made, um, because Kevin has already helped the show's growth immensely. So it was uh, it's pretty awesome that that got to happen. Well, we were definitely missing, you know, one one big member of the show. Mm. You know, next time, you know, Luke will definitely have to be there. But when I tell you, when the Kings were announced to have the ninth pick, the whole mm. the whole restaurant just started bulls. Bulls, Bulls just started the Bulls chant because we knew if the Bulls didn't come up at eight, that meant they had jumped into the top four. And when the Bulls pick conveyed, everybody just went crazy. And then, you know, the next few picks goes uh, Warriors, then OKC. And I was just like in the moment freaking out that we hadn't been named yet. But other people around me, like Kevin was like, this is not good. This means Toronto and the the Cavs have jumped into the top four. And then we're like, oh, snap. And then immediately... Yeah. Right after that. Well, magic, you know, it's well I'll, I'll give you a, a glimpse into my viewing party that I had with me and my friend Zane. So shout out Zane. Uh, Zane was over at the apartment with me um, and 
we were just kind of hanging out and you know his his fiance and my wife lauren had uh gone out to to pick up some groceries actually so we were just sitting in the living room i had him have tankathon up on his phone and after every pick was revealed i pointed to him and he was like yep that's where they were supposed to be yep that's where they were supposed to be and so i i had him just reading me off everything as it was happening and i'm standing up no lie probably five inches away from my tv screen and i'm just i i am just waiting but then i can't lie to you jonathan it got to the point where those two teams that were not in the top four jumped into the top four they obviously show that on the tv i'm looking at it i'm like oh no probably had realization the same time you and kevin did and everybody else in the restaurant because right when it happened i told zane i said this i i know i know in my heart that the magic are about to be picked you know have the fifth pick and, you know, he pulls it out, magic logo. I'm like, ah, okay, well, all right, we're done here. The worst part is that out of the top three, we're the only team that got hosed. Yeah. Like Those teams Houston stayed in the and top Detroit, three. you know, they still, you know, end up with, you know, Detroit number one, Houston number yep. two. But that that's the thing. Like, we're right there in the top three. Two out of the three stay, and, you know, we, we fell. So it just – it comes back to – Really, if you look at that, you know, late in the season, it was a Tuesday game. It's like two games that we played Detroit and we split that series with them. If you lose both of those games, we have the first pick right now. Yeah. Like it really sucks to to think about it like that. But, you know, same thing. Like if, you know, we beat the, you know, if we, if we couple more wins, you know, we end up three instead of five. Like it's just, it's totally random. And that's the thing. Like people, are obviously upset and they're definitely going to be upset when they think back on the fact that if we would have lost both of those games late in the season to Detroit, that we would have had the first pick, you know, no, number one overall pick right now, but it's just completely random. That's the, I, the crazy, yeah. crappy and, thing. And I know how we feel about it, Jonathan. How do you think Cade feels going to Detroit when that dude is about to get paid? He's going to, they got so, a good, you know, young team. He, yes. So his well, dreams are about to come true. He, I think he's all right. Well, yeah, sure. But uh, honestly, you know, you and I have talked about talked about it on an episode uh, when we talked about Kate specifically. Houston was one of the destinations where I was like, that's one of the places I could see him wanting to go. That that's that's he 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 played not too far from there. Um, and it's warm weather. He's used to Orlando warm weather. Um, a place that he wasn't used to is Detroit. So honestly, in that moment, those final two, I was like, I'll, I, I would love for Kate to be able to go to Houston, play along KPJ like that. That'd be fun, um, to get to see that. And for him to, you know, not have to go to the Arctic because as someone who moved from the, the tropical weather to what I consider the Arctic, um, and let's talk about tropical weather today. Oh, yeah, I, I, heard I that, didn't know uh, people yeah, that were going to show up crazy. to the draft party. Yeah, literally yeah. hurricaning on the turnpike as I'm driving over to Orlando. Yeah, that, and that's pretty crazy that the fact that you know people, the amount of people that still showed up showed up and weren't scared away from that rain because a lot of people will very, very specifically not go somewhere because it's raining outside. Facts, especially how it was because you guys sent me pictures and I was like, yeah, that's not a that's not a sun shower. Yeah, no, you're like, yep, that looks like Florida, mm-hmm. pretty much. So let let's go through this like really quickly, just like the draft order. And we can start talking about some mock draft stuff. I'm looking at the ringer.com uh, right now, looking at Kevin O'Connor stuff. Number one, Detroit, number two, Houston, number three, Cleveland, number four, Toronto, number five, the magic. Uh, 
number six, OKC, number seven, Golden State, and then number eight, the Magic again. So we've talked for months and months and months now about how the fact that this is a five-player draft. Cade Cunningham is going number one. The last few weeks, number two and number three has really become Evan Mobley and Jalen Green. And then number four and five is Jalen Suggs and Jonathan Kaminga. So as soon as the fifth pick was announced, everyone's like, okay, it's Kaminga. Like, that's going to be our guy. Um, If you're not familiar with Jonathan Kaminga, I think 18 years old, played for the G League Ignite this season, averaged 15.8 points per game, 7.2 rebounds, 2.7 assists, only shot 24.6% from the three-point line, which is his, his stroke doesn't look terrible, but he's definitely got a lot of work to do. The thing with Kaminga is that a lot of people feel like he is a potential defensive player of the year type talent. You know, we've already got one Jonathan and Jonathan Isaac that you could say that about. So now you'd be pairing Jonathan Kaminga with Jonathan Isaac, probably play Kaminga at the three, Isaac at the four, and then you just lock down everybody would be the idea. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the case. And, you know, at this point, I, yeah, I mean, it feels like Kaminga, that's just the writing on the wall. All of a sudden, my attention shifts to pick number eight. That's what I'm thinking about. And that's all I've been thinking about since Kevin since O'Connor I... has us taking Franz Wagner out of Michigan. So sorry to put your uh, your Moses Moody dreams to bed right there. He's got Moses Moody going 15 to the Wizards. So I'm still in on Moses Moody because I think we need shooting so badly. Yep. That you know you just go and get the guy that you think you know you need in that case. But everybody's going to have different big boards and mock drafts when it you know, after you get out of that top five and we'll just kind of have to see how a lot of that plays out. But Luke, what I really want to talk about is I, I feel like the cloud of how awesome the crowd was tonight at the draft party is making me feel differently about tonight than I would if I were sitting at home on my couch. Like right now, you know, you kind of put it in the group chat a few minutes after you know, the, the picks were announced that I'm already talking myself into being okay with five and eight. But what I want to say is that's not what the entire fan base has been talking about for the past two months. It's been Cade. It's been Jalen. It's been Evan Mobley. And that's it. Like that's how we actually went into tonight was top three pick or tonight's a disaster. We didn't end up in the top three. Yes. We kept the bulls pick, but we were talking about getting like the franchise altering guy tonight and that did not happen. Now we're talking about the Cavs already really, really guard heavy. Kevin O'Connor's mock draft has the Houston Rockets taking Evan Mobley at number two overall, which would then give the Cavs some kind of decision between Jalen green, Jalen Suggs or Jonathan Kaminga. Maybe they're not, all that excited to take another guard. Sam Amico is already uh, reporting that the Cavs are pretty aggressive about moving that pick. Toronto is potentially a fringe playoff team. They missed the playoffs this year, just barely. But two years ago with Kawhi Leonard, they won a NBA Finals. Maybe they're looking to move that pick as well. A lot of the talk has been, are we going to be able to package you know, five and eight or five and some other assets, future draft picks? to try to move up 
And my initial reaction was no, like there's no way this is the draft that people have been looking forward to for years. Cleveland still needs a lot of help. Toronto probably needs some help. They're probably not looking to trade down. But the more that I look at the draft and the way that it might shake out, and probably a lot of this is me talking myself into this, so I have some hope leading up to the draft. But there's, I think there is a chance the Magic could move up to three if Cade and Evan Mobley are both gone. What are you, what are you giving up for that? I would give up five and eight. I would give up five and the 2023 pick. I would give up the the 2023 Bulls pick. Excuse me. I would give up five, the 2023 Bulls pick and the Denver 2025 pick. If you're getting Jalen Green at three, I would give up five and Gary Harris or five and Terrence Ross, something like that. If I'm getting Jalen Green, another shooting guard, absolutely doing that. If the Magic feel like that's their guy, then you have to do anything you can to make sure that you get him if the opportunity presents itself. And again, looking at Cleveland, you look at Darius Garland, you look at Colin Sexton, even if Evan Mobley is there at three, they just traded for Jared Allen and they have every intention of re-signing him from all the reports that I've seen and everything that I've heard. So Jonathan would give up the podcast for the third pick. Tony, you might be right. You might be right. I might just throw all this away and, and just risk it all. And you, again, Tony, thank you for coming out tonight, man. It was awesome. Awesome to see you. Do you think um, you think any of what you just said would move someone from moving off three? Like, I know they're shopping it, but like do you, they're going to be getting some some big offers, some desperate teams that are willing to trade some questionable players an amount of picks to get three, I think. I mean, Jalen Green, I mean, you got to like think like how desperate we were to get a top three pick tonight. Like what would we ha- require to get Jalen Green off our plate? Like I know we're not the ones that'd be shopping or anything, but like I, I don't know. I just think that it's – I think that if that trade happens, it is going to be a lot more than we just talked about and a lot more than we're probably comfortable with. But it's Jalen Green, right? Or I mean, you haven't really presented all the options to me, to be fair. I'm just really going off the dome here with what I would give up, you know, just like off the top of the head. Right. I would definitely no. give up five and eight. Like I would give up five and eight instantly to get Jalen yeah. Green. I think oh, he's as yeah. that level of talent. But yeah, we're talking about like five and eight and like, you know, two future firsts. We've got already seven young guys on the team. How many more first round picks are we going to need? Like right. looking at you, Oklahoma City, what are you going to do with all those picks? Like eventually you're going to have to move off of some of those young guys and kind of, yeah. you look at Boston, Boston sat on all these picks and all these assets they had for years and years and years. And like the, you know, the gallon of milk spoiled a little bit. Now they still have Jason Tatum and Jalen green, but Jalen Brown, excuse me. I'm thinking of Jalen green. You're, yeah, Jaylen you're daydreaming green already daydreaming, but I don't know, man. I, if it turns out just to be Kaminga, everybody, that you hear talk about him still pretty high on him. Everyone's saying this is a, a five player draft. Yeah. Not the fifth pick. You can't be too upset about that, but well, so I think where I'm coming, where I, you brought up this point, you said how many first future first, how many young guys do you need? You've already got several projects on your plate that we sit on here every week and talk about if, 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 if with all these players, which brings me to what I, you know, I, I'm thinking the same way as you, Jonathan. You you package five, eight, 
and whatever you got to to get your guy at three. Like, I I don't know if whatever you got to would entail guys like like J.I. or Markel. Don't say it. But like on the way home, I'm thinking, like, would they trade RJ Hampton? But then, like, RJ's getting traded twice before his second season. Like, Cole Anthony, you know, arguably should have made an all-rookie team. Chuma Okiki, like, <laughs> it's so stupid. We get so attached to these guys. But it's at the end of the day, you just want the team to be as good as possible. But, yeah, Jeff Weltman tonight in his, you know, post-draft lottery press conference, said over and over, they're going to explore every option. He t- also mentioned talking about how, you know, having a lot of these assets allows you to go after like a disgruntled star. <laughs> so I still feel like that's a big part of the puzzle here. He said they're not really, really ready to cash in on all of their chips just yet to make a move like that. But I definitely think all of the future assets, opening up the cap space, opening long-term flexibility – He's definitely waiting to cash in on that at at some point. Yeah, and it's a matter of when. And draft night, I mean, you talk about stress. The Magic get the one, two, or three pick. Draft night, I'm I'm not even sweating. I'm not. Top three pick, I don't care. Luke, you you get you get Cade, Jalen Green, or Mobley. The only thing in the back of my head is, please, Lord, don't take Jalen Suggs. And that's it. And I don't even think that's going to happen. I, but now, when you have the fifth and the eighth pick, there is so much to sweat. All I'm going to be thinking at five is if they mess it up and they don't take Kuminga and they take Scotty Barnes and then they go to eight and then they don't take Moses Moody. Draft night just got a lot more stressful. Mm-hmm. And... It's going to be more stressful now than 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 this was for me, I think. Adam Silver is walking to the podium. Yeah, there's been a trade. <laughs> bro. Not, the Cleveland I, Cavaliers trade the third pick to the Orlando <laughs> match. Bro, and then I'm going to be thinking, is this the right move? Is this what we should do? Is this right? I have no idea. If it gets me Jalen Green, you won't be able to tell me anything that <laughs> night, honestly, unless it involves J.I. or Markel. Like, those are the two guys. As much as I don't want to move Cole and Chuma and R.J., J.I. and Markell are still my two favorite players on the team, and those would be the two guys it would hurt me the most to move. Like like the somebody just brought up in the chat the Oladipo-Abaka deal. Like Oladipo was the guy on the team at that point that would have been the last guy that I would have traded. So when we I found out that we got Abaka, I was super hyped. And then as soon as I found out it was for Oladipo, I was like, oh, man, what the heck did we just do? So there's right. definitely a lot of that. Is this the right move, like in the moment type of things? You get me Jalen, and it doesn't cost me Jonathan or Markel. I'm going to tip my cap to you and be like, all right, Jeff, you you got it done. And people are talking about Jeff's reaction on the draft lottery. Oh, that dude was he, not happy whatsoever. Down bad for sure. Like that was, he was not, he was not feeling great. He was every emotion we were like, it, it, but he couldn't, man, that was sad. When I tell you that I woke up this morning and I was positive we were getting the first pick, I, dude, I haven't been more sure of anything in quite some time. I was telling Carmen the entire way driving to the to the party, like, I can't believe we're about to get the number one pick. Like, I really, in my heart of hearts, believed we were going to get the number one pick. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and then, then you P- just Pistons fans and Rockets I've... fans, they were, they were. They had the same conversations with their wives, you know, 
five <laughs> though like five like three like would have been great like four would have been like ah uh, but five like uh, i could have i could have really convinced myself on four within probably five minutes it's gonna like i i'm i'm convincing myself that like you know it, they've got the assets they've got the young guys they, they have they have some trade ammunition if they really and i trust the, you know i'll trust the scouts uh that they've got if they really believe that their guy is going to be there at three and they believe that's the right move that great but but for all we know they could front office could be salivating over jalen suggs and you know, you trade up for three and we're like, yes, they take Jalen Green at two. And then we say, no problem. Evan Mobley, come to Orlando, baby. And then they say with the third pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Orlando Magic select Jalen Suggs. It all can happen. Every every possible situation disaster. you tell me about, I could believe it at this point. Like I, I could believe I could definitely talk myself into anything happen because I don't know what the front office is thinking. I mean, we have no clue what is going to happen in late July on draft night. Well, I think the scary thing now, you know, again, we're talking about Cleveland reportedly being aggressive and moving the third pick. None of these, none of these trades are going to happen until like the pick needs to be in basically. Yeah. Cleveland, if anybody trades or moves up or moves down, whatever, all these trades are going to come at the last minute. You're going to get, you know, teams best and final offers, and then you'll have, you know, kind of like your pick of the litter there. But yeah, that would be an absolute disaster. I hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen. I would just, you know, it would really, really, really just be rough. But I wanted to ask you this because for the last few months, there's been such a divide in the fan base between just hoping and cheering for losses versus the people that were like, okay, yeah, it's, I understand the big picture. It's good to get a higher draft position, but at the same time, we want these guys developing and playing well, and we're okay if they get wins. And yeah. the last few days, it's just been like, you're either on one side or the other. And, oh, well, there's, I seen a lot of this. Oh, well, if you guys, you know, didn't want to tank, you don't get to celebrate this draft pick. Well, then I just want to turn around and be like, well, look, had we won a few more games, we would have the Cavs pick. And yeah, if we would have lost a few other games, we would have the first pick or the second pick or whatever. This is what it comes down to. All this crap is totally freaking random. It sucks. Like the draft lottery sucks. And I can say that because this is like the fourth, fifth time now in the last 10 years, we just get screwed over and over and over again. The year that we don't get screwed, the number one pick is freaking Anthony Bennett. Like, it wouldn't have mattered if we got the first pick. We would have got our guy anyways at two. So, yeah. Um, and what I'll say is, you know, people have said, well, see, if we would have just lost a couple more games, we'd be sitting pretty with that pick. And it's like, yeah. And on the flip side, um, which I would take in a heartbeat, if the Magic are like Cleveland and win another game, we're getting pick number three. So I can play this game all day. And guess what? We're talking about going all out to get the third pick in the draft. We're go we're talking about going all out to get the third pick in the draft. I would love that. So guess what? If the Magic would have won another game too, they would have been with sitting pretty with a third pick and none of this even matters. And me and you were on here talking about how Jalen Green or Evan Mobley is coming to Orlando. So I mean we can play ifs all day. It's a lottery for a reason. 
and it's just not worth ticket. Right. And it's, you know, I no. And if I had to go back and, and kind of re get, had the decision to rewire my brain of how I thought about the team, you know, prior to trading Vooch and all that. No, I'm not, I'm not thinking about us. Like, you know, I'm not thinking about tanking before that. There were so many people that were already like pro tank before Vucevic got traded. And it's just like, uh, w- that wouldn't be worth it either. Cause it, at the end of the day, it's all just luck. It's all it is. And, and if you're unlucky, you're unlucky tonight. The magic were unlucky. If the magic would have started tanking sooner, still could have been unlucky. You have no idea kind of what, how all of this unfolds in every scenario is so different. Well, I think, you know, really one of the things to, to think about now is you have five, you have eight, you know, you have all these young guys on the roster and people have already brought up this point, not only tonight, but you know, the last couple of weeks. Do the Magic want to end up next season with basically like nine guys on the roster under 25? Like you can only dress 13 guys on right. a given night. You want nine of them to be under 25? Who knows? So the Magic really could have just been going into this draft with that Bulls pick in their back pocket. Like if that conveys and we don't end up where we want to be, we're going to try to package that because we don't necessarily want two guys on the roster. So maybe they're like, okay, we're playing with house money. Now we've got five, we've got eight. What else do you want on our roster so that we can move up to two or to three or whatever to try to get their guy. That's definitely something to look out for because if Houston can get a solid guy and five and they can get eight and they're not over the moon about a guy that they could pick at number two or three or four, whatever the case may be, there is the potential for the magic to move up. I'm just super hesitant that that is going to happen, but I'm not thrilled with the outcome of tonight. So at least for now, that is the hope that I'm holding on to the last couple of weeks. The hope that I was holding on to was that we could end up with one, two or three. Now that that hasn't happened, the only option that I have is the hope that we are able to trade up because those are the guys that we've had circled, you know, for months and, and months and months now. So Luke, we've got four weeks and two days until or maybe five weeks and two days. I don't know. A little bit of, over a month between now and the NBA draft and still don't have the head coach. Jeff Weltman was asked a couple of times tonight about where they are in the coaching search. He mentioned there's, they've interviewed quite a few candidates. They're going to continue to interview candidates. He didn't say where exactly they are in that process. Like if they're in the first round of interviews or if they're now going through the second round with multiple candidates, Jeff Weltman is just keeping everything super close to the vest. And most people know this, but something that I'm noticing more and more now, every time he speaks, he's just leaving everything open-ended so that you could really think he has all these different intentions. He's just not going to show his cards. He's not going to let teams know that, you know, he's not happy with the fifth pick or the eighth pick or whatever. Yeah. Total shocker with (laughs) Jeff Weltman, but man, we're, we could just go on and on and on and on and on about this. This is one of the things you, that you have to be careful with raw reactions. It's yeah. Just, emotions are coming out right now. And and I'm going to ask you again about one of those emotions that you're experiencing right now. You may or may not. Do you, you know, you brought out, up coaches a week ago. I would have probably interjected to start talking with you about coaches after tonight. My raw reaction and, and honestly, my reaction is, I 
I cared less now. <laughs> the the hype around getting that top three pick and everything, I was just riding so high. And so I was eager to talk about coaches. I'm like, yes, that you know, the coaches with you know that can mold young players, and we have Becky Hammond, and, and we have all these people, and we have uh Kenny Atkinson, and and now you bring up coaches, and I'm just kind of like, Yeah, I mean, oh right, we still have a coaching search to put on. And guess what? We don't have the first pick, we don't have the second pick, and we don't have the third pick. So which would have made that fourth pick. We don't even have the fourth pick while we're at it. So and and those all could have been used to entice a, a coach who would be happy and eager to work with those guys. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But I do think there is a, a an aspect of this all that after getting the fifth pick and the eighth pick, I'm not as excited to talk coaching search. I think the coaching search is even more important now, because when you yeah. draft a guy like Cade, Cade covers up a lot of mistakes, right? Uh, a guy of that caliber. You know, we talk about Jonathan Isaac, who we had on the podcast this week, shameless plug, mm-hmm. but the, the holes that he clogs on the defensive end, like guys can right. make the mistakes because Jonathan Isaac is going to be there to cover things up. So when you ha- don't have as much talent, a lot of times you have less margin for error. And I think that's true with the coaching search now is it's arguably even more important than it was yesterday to make sure that you get your guy and that you hire the right guy. And now with seven job openings, every, it seems like every other day, there's another head coach getting fired in the NBA. Now it's getting more competitive in regards of finding the right coach, getting your guy, you know, the interest has to be mutual. It has to be a good fit for him or her looking at you, Becky Hammond, who is you know interviewing for a second time with Portland. She's a finalist for that job. So probably going to miss out on that if they offer her the job. That's a really good situation for her with Damian Lillard there. But I think that the coaching search is even more important now. I think that's going to be something that they take care of probably in the next you know two weeks or so. Philip Rossman Reich on his podcast last week was talking about how uh, that coaching hire, he expects that to be like the week of July 5th, like after the July 4th weekend. So we'll see if that ends up being true, but. Super important that you get the right head coach. We'll see what happens if they're able to, to, to move up in the draft. But apart from that, now it's time to just start looking at all the players that are going to be available around five, around eight, and just decide who your guy is going to be. Kuminga, Moody, those are by far the most, you know, most popular names that are coming up right now and, you know, early talks, you know, with Magic fans and everything like that. It just sucks because, again, the energy in that place, something like I, have, I haven't experienced since game three in the 2019 playoffs at home against Toronto. The energy in that place was just incredible. Again, just thank you that to everybody that came out. It was a great time. But, like, it just all feels like it didn't mean anything because <laughs> we ended up with the fifth pick, which kind of sucks. But, yeah, um, I mean, nothing. Nothing else really to say about any of that because, yeah, is what it is. You trust the front office. Like I've said, I'm going to continue to trust them until they give me a reason not to. Nothing they could have done different tonight, obviously. Nothing different we could have done tonight. Uh, So, you know, glad you got to at least the bright spot is you got to meet so many of those uh, Magic fans and and listeners of the show. Um, So, yeah, I I mean, there's, there's, there's not much else to say, honestly. Yeah, it was really dope 
Um, again, thank you to Harry Buffalo for having us. It was, you know, a, a great spot for the watch party. What was really crazy is just a few minutes before the draft lottery started, it was storming, like we talked about, and the satellite, the direct TV went oh, out in yeah. the restaurant. So we're all panicking. While they were revealing up, picks, right? I, or no? I, I don't think so. I don't think they were revealing picks yet. I'm pretty sure oh, all well, of that was goodness. on the, the big screen, but everyone was pulling out their phones and finding <laughs> illegal streams and everything like that to watch yep. whatever was going on. But yeah, huge thank you to them. Huge thank you to everybody that came out and meeting all of you guys. It was really a great time. Again, big thank you to Dante, Dan Savage, Tony Huynh, Lucas Weiland for, you know, setting the whole thing up. Kevin, you know, our, our content contributor here with, you know, with the six man show and just everybody that came out, you know, it meant a lot, you know, it, it kind of, it was like affirming that, you know, what we do on a weekly basis, you know, isn't for anything, you know, the, the, you know, four fans by fans, like it's a by fans, four fans. I, I can't even remember. Our own it's late. Right you know, now. I'm so tired, <laughs> but like, I hope you guys understand that you know, we really are about this. Like this is, we do this for you guys. Show is completely pointless without you guys. So just really, really, really appreciative. You know, it's been a crazy last couple of days for the podcast. Um, was hoping tonight would be a really big night for the podcast and it was in a sense wasn't as big again as if we would have <laughs> got the first pick just going to keep harping on that but you know really appreciative and um i think the magic they've already announced they're doing a watch party for the draft so we'll probably be at that we probably won't do the harry buffalo thing again at least not for the draft maybe we do something you know during the season for like an away game or or, or something like that and see if, if people want to get together but yeah anyways luke i don't have anything else man i'm running off fumes here what about you no i'm good man I'm, it's uh it's it's bedtime it's betty by time can't believe i just said that we got 50 something people <laughs> watching us right now anyways folks thank you guys for listening luke this has been jonathan you guys are listening to the six man show we're picking fifth and eighth and we will catch you guys next time see ya Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!